Time for your mind. It's the 30 plus podcast. Hey. It's your girl Nika X, the X is for extraordinary. Oh, mm. that's something new. You know who it is. It's Mike T, Flossin's Bird, Fly, Microphone Mike. I'm all in one. <laughs> <laughs> what to- up? It's your girl, Miss Cookie Baby. Please say the baby. Okay, so y'all trying to add on today? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's y'all can't be regular? Okay. We're going to say our names. We're going to say our names. The audacity. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you are back for another episode of the 30 Plus Podcast where we talk love, life, lessons over 30. You get the eavesdrop on our regular conversations and hopefully get to learn something in the process. So how are things going with you, Mike T? Everything's going good. I do want to shout out Kim, even though she ain't here. Y'all know kicking what I'm saying, cooking, cooking, kicking it with cook. I can't even say it. Right what now. is it? You kicking okay? it with Kim Kim. Slow down, sugar. Slow down. First of all, all I, it's the university. My, uh, it's time for you to give me my flowers. That's what I was right. picking up. You keep saying cookie. Your know? hair is looking good, cookie. So Thank I'm you. I have that. that effect on she a lot of men. She do got the fresh uh, locks out here, y'all. Her shit Lock life or no life, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to shout out her Instagram, but I forgot it. You know, she got that tongue twister. But Kim, kicking it with Kim Kim. Yeah. Hey, I'm not even gonna say it now, but she ain't here, so we go. Shout her out. <laughs> I just want to shout her out since she's not here. She picked the time to do the podcast and she ain't show up. But uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no. that's enough. You know, I'm just saying this so when she do hear this, <laughs> now what happens in this house stays in this house. Okay, you telling family business. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good though, man. What's up with y'all? I'm good. I'm I'm here. I'm here, <laughs> Nick. I am. Um, I'm giving up deep fried foods for a little bit so oh. i'm struggling y'all know i'm good for it's been two days <laughs> i'm struggling hard. you know the first two days are the hardest yeah. <laughs> even if you don't eat it every day it's the fact you can't you can't because yeah. i went to you know i was out somewhere and they Where had oh i was just asking i Read went the room, to <laughs> the rodeo cook-off it's rodeo season oh yeah and um but by the time this airs, because we, of course, <laughs> up far in advance. Thanks, Mike T. So I was just asking a question. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So um, at the carnival, you know, they have fried everything. And I feel oh, like yeah. that was a true test of will and strength. Because oh, they had like this fried. Yes, this oh, fried. Fried Oreos be hidden. Yes, but they had a fried cheesecake. Oh, I, I had love cheesecake too. I know it looked Dang. amazing, and so Dang, And by the time that's okay, baby, we'll go to the state fair <laughs> when when they know. <laughs> Take it to Dallas. Look, go you gotta cook. Go ahead and make, look, what is that? Make it. Go ahead and sell it for Nick Streaks or something. I am stressed. She out. might don't don't play with it. Uh, okay. okay. That was the Lord calling, baby. She just had the trick. Ain't don't worry about Busy it. About it. <laughs> I mean, I thought doing that third wouldn't go. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Just getting gets. <laughs> Somebody you, has something to say. Yeah, if you, uh, yeah, you might be able to catch the Dallas State Fair. I gotta yeah. look it up and see when it is. I'm telling you, she can make that herself. I know she can. The girl is a chef. Exactly, Nick's treats, man. You know, to drop some of that. Nick's treats is coming soon. Um, I did do a post randomly because too many people were like coming up to me, and I was seeing these people outside. So I'm gonna take it as a sign that y'all want some cookies. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and bake outside. them. And I said, uh, if I get twenty posts or twenty likes rather, 
I'll make some cookies. And I got like close to 40. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. So, she definitely did. And I just want to know it's the trifecta on the menu. That's all. I don't know. I'm a, I don't know. Well, you don't got to put it I for know, them. I'm you official just spokesperson. Invite me so. over. What? what? I'm an official spokesperson for Nick's Treats. Everybody already know that. <laughs> no, we don't. So what does uh, that mean? That means that I'm the one who got this popping from all my positive reviews. So people seeing those positive reviews and seeing my reactions. Okay, from well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, we could also say it was my cute little seven-year-old who is her best friend that got hey. her that, but we're not doing that. It nah. was her in here whipping these doggone pots. I mean, yeah, I'm <laughs> saying it's that too. I'm just saying my little promotionals that I do. I mean, I'm pretty sure if y'all go ahead and look through the archives, y'all see me. Promoting we them, we see you, them, but we you didn't. Know? I don't know if it's doing numbers, sugar. This is uh, the Pink Stoppers General. She, I mean, how did we get here? She is that girl. All I'm saying is, I'm the official spokesperson, so that means you know I get to sample. We call the them a brand and, ambassador. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a Libra gone Libra. Hey, Libra gone Libra. We do our thing. I will say that Libras do do their thing. And speaking what? of doing a thing, what is your plus and minus, Targi. Cookie, what's yours? Mm, it's a minus. Oh. Uh, I know. I don't really do minuses, but it is because it's something that I have. I really have to do better in, and I've noticed the difference when I do better in, and that's drinking water. Oh. That's why I said no, because I've been drinking water like a, uh, what do you call it? An army person. A sailor. Mm-hmm. No, uh, arm, no. So, fun fact. I don't know if y'all know this, but I did try to go for the army. Only did two weeks. <laughs> did you get dis? What is it? Disarmed? No, but I didn't get disarmed or anything. You, it was still basic training. Yeah, I was about to say that's not. Uh, I ain't getting well, that letter. I, I graduated from the first part, and then it was the you got to do the field test. And he gave us a compass. The grass was as tall as me. And my boy said, "Find y'all way back to the to the road with the compass." That wasn't a problem until he dropped that there were snakes in the grass. Oh no, I was on somebody's son's back all the way till we completed the mission, and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go and call my mama." But at that point, because you only get soda when you're at mess, mm. so and you only get 15 minutes to eat, so you have a choice: either I'm gonna sit here and eat, or I'm gonna stand in the soda line because everybody's excited about the soda. Oh yeah, and juice. You know, other than that, you have your canteen and it's just water. And every three minutes, they're hollering, drink water. And this wasn't the summertime as well. So, yeah. So I came home like fiending for water, like a crackhead. And then I weaned myself off of it. And now I have to wean myself back, (laughs) especially with having natural hair. You definitely need to drink water. No, I drink water, but you know how they say what? You need eight eight glasses a day. I probably have eight glasses a week. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. So I try to drink a gallon a day. It'd be hard, but I can get close to it. Yeah, no, I and and and, and it's bad. The thing is, is in order for me to drink the eight glasses a day, it have to be a clear glass with ice in it, and oh, then so I would drink the water. No room temperature. Yeah, no, I do. I if it's in a bottle, I love. Yeah, I have I to have room. temperature. I prefer that cold. I could drink a bottle of cold water in like. Ain't two that seconds. bad for you though? Room temperature is better. I mean, hey, See, I, try, I, I drink both, but I prefer cold. Maybe I prefer cold late at night. I don't know. I prefer cold water. Okay. Well, let me use you. I'll just, one question. How is it a minus, though? It's a minus for me. (laughs) It's a minus for them kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, though, I I have great uh, exams because I don't don't drink that much soda. I do drink, like, a lot of 100% juice, and I'm a cranberry juice fiend. When I go to Sonic, I have a cranberry slush. I love cranberry. So I guess that's the balance, but I know that doesn't replace water. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm so, sure it's Nika. Give your kidney a break, drink some water. <laughs> yeah, everybody, please drink water. <laughs> <laughs> My plus is um, after 30, knowing your friends. Ah, oh, that's true. Um, I think I have a better grasp of um, knowing my friends. My tribe has been my tribe from mm-hmm. 10 plus easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to still have those same friends um, that you've had like for forever mm-hmm. and you like grow and you get to see like them grow through too. life. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really cool thing. So I see so many people like with different Facebook posts of they my friend and all this kind of stuff, and that's not my story. Yeah, can't relate. And you can't relate. I'm just like, was this really your friend? Like, my cipher is so tight, and I just think I, I don't know, my discernment is pretty spot on when it comes to agree. the friend title. Uh, I like that. I, I, I would that agree with that. I've met too. all her friends, and they're cool. Yeah. I feel like I've been friends. on Nico about, about seven years now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I'm on six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been knowing y'all so family. that's why when people say no new friends, I'd be like, well, I have a great village of new <laughs> yeah. friends. Now, don't get me wrong. My old friends is still cool. They they there. I ain't got but I like my old. little new friends, too. But I do got some old ones, too. I got, I got some friends that's like 20 plus. Like, they'll be checking up on me. I don't even think about it until I realize I'm 30. So yeah, yeah. My yeah. oldest friend I've had since first grade. Oh, we're we're legit still that's, friends to this day. Now that's dope. Like, to actually, because... You yeah. literally watched this person grow up mm-hmm. your whole life. So yeah, it's my like, my oldest friend is definitely since first grade, and it's we had lost touch. We didn't really lose touch. We lost our closeness right around the time I had Phoebe, and so a year after I had Phoebe, maybe a year and a half, I went on a cruise, and voila, there she was on the uh, cruise. On the cruise, that's dope. I like stuff like that with her kids and who I had never met. Like we've we've that's exchanged. Crazy. We we. Like, you know, when one of us was pregnant, it was like, hey, you know, we send gifts the whole nine, but it was just life. And it was just, it was beautiful. First of all, we was making a big scene on the, on the boat. The people I mean, I feel like I would have did that, too, if I ran to somebody. I ain't seen Yeah, we was screaming and hugging. I'm picking her up and stuff. She a little bit of thing. I'm picking her up and stuff. People looking like. She cute. Nah. nah. <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? I mean, I was just My girl today. You would never date none of my to. friends. You sure? I probably have. You're actually, right. I have. While you talking, if you want to oh. think about it, I'm gonna say no names. But I you dated have. her before she was my friend. That don't uh, count. Well, but she is still my friend. Right. She is my se- probably my second or third oldest friend. I my friend from college. I did talk to her not too long ago, and she was like, "How can we be Facebook friends if we're not friends in real life?" I was like, "It's two different things, girl. Stop." She's After a, that, we're not friends no more. Because when she say stuff like. That, See, you're giving too much information now. Anyway. And so, with that, <laughs> yes. just like our topic today is called um, prepare to pivot because I don't know where this conversation was going. So let we me help you all out. Yes, prepare to pivot. So um, what we're saying with that is when something's being thrown at you, how mm-hmm. are you able to pivot? Whether it be career, relationship, friendship, life. Um, I feel like. Especially over the age of 30. You know what I'm saying? Because 20. Make more, I mean, pivoting 30 is like more of a conscious decision. Yeah. So In your like, 30s? I think so. Yeah. I feel like it's it not has just to a, be. Yeah. It's more of like thinking about it and actually making the decision to do that versus in your 20s, you just do it. Yeah. So. I feel like it makes it um, a little more difficult, too. I think things are a little more difficult because you're kind of becoming set in your ways. That's true. To where you start questioning everything. Yeah, Yeah. or I've been doing this for so long. It's a level of comfortability 
you are scared sometimes to make that change, but sometimes you kind of got to step out. Yeah, because of your age, you feel like, you know, I'm in my 30s, so it's like, can I really do this, or is it going to mess up something because, you know, I got to this point now, and it's like, I know what to do, and to switch it up is scary. Right. So. It's definitely scary. Agreed. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so it becomes a um, almost a fear of starting over. That's, I, think, I mean, that's what it is. I feel like it's exactly that because, like, pivoting in your thirty is scary because, like you said, one, you're comfortable. Like, the things you do now, you made those choices and just you know decisions and decided to do that. So once you get older, it's like, can I really change this? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, is this something I should really be doing? Is this smart? Like, I feel like you think more about it than you usually would in your twenties. In your twenties, it's like, okay, oh well, let's see what happens. In your thirties, it's like, do I want to see what happened? Because I know I'm good now. Like, I'm not trying to go back (laughs) to not being good. (laughs) I think that's really what it is. I think it's the the thoughts of not going back to how it was, like in your twenties. Like, I think that's the scary part, like of not knowing what's really going to happen. True. I think it's almost like um like a baby or like infants and toddlers. How you see, like, they jump off stuff with no fear. Because yes. you don't know what's going to happen. Or lick tires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I see the baby. I'm like, who licking tires? I see the baby licking tires outside earlier Hello, when I pulled protection up. services. Yes, I thought about it because this baby was licking these people's oh, tires. Oh, these kids right here? Yes. Oh, yeah. They was running yeah, they don't know what you. They don't know what y'all talking about. They know. <laughs> but just know, when I pulled up over here earlier, I see somebody baby outside licking a tire and it disturbed me. <laughs> and I was like, hey. Somebody, please. <laughs> Anybody. Yeah, so basically <laughs> bringing it back, pivoting back to the topic <laughs> of, you know, what we got going on here. Um, like infantry and, um, mm-hmm. you know, being a toddler when they really don't have fear in anything, they can jump yeah. off couches. and. Yes. I feel like in your older age, it's like more now you have to step out on faith. It's like, I think that's what they're calling it, like. You really trust in yourself and trust in, you know, God or a higher being to help guide you to where you're supposed to go instead of like, you know, just carelessly doing it with no fear. So I think now it's more like when you pivot, it's like, let me pray about it and see what happened. Or it's not like just jumping a deep end and see, right. and see if I can swim. More it's like, let me, uh, what is it, doggy swim? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me doggy paddle to the other side and see how it go. You know, let me put my water, my toe in the water and see if it's hot or cold type stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Taking a knowledge and wisdom that you've learned in previously years <laughs> and seeing it, you know, making better decisions in your 30s. I mean, but like even from like a career standpoint, like, mm. How many times have you thought about, okay, am mm. I doing what I am really supposed to be doing? Todos los días. Thank you. I was about to say, every day I had that thought. Like, mm-hmm. I always be like, is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? Like, what what am I put here for? Like, what is my ultimate purpose? Like, am I supposed to be making shirts or doing podcasts or, you know, running through these women? Or am I supposed to be married and chilling and... I don't know, working a nine to five. <laughs> These are real choices. Of things I mean, that he I walking is true, but yes. I, I didn't. I I'm thought we was on career. Well, I mean, it's all. Child. I mean, it's all life because right. it's like all of it serves different purposes. Like, no, I mean, you're absolutely correct. And and I don't know if y'all remember a couple episodes back when I that was my thirty plus that I was going to take more risk and trust myself more. And it's yeah. scary. It's already scary, you know, like y'all said, being this age. And then there's four little people that look up to me. So I definitely. Yeah, but you got. So how do you navigate that? 
Um, believe it or not, I'm a lister. So a lot of times I'll list pros yes. and cons. Okay, and then depending on what it is, I will call their dad and be like, hey, if I do this, what you think? Because I know I trust him enough to be like, that's stupid or go ahead, I got them kind of yes. thing. Like we've talked about relocating for years. Yes. And, you know, back then he was all for it. And now he's like, no. And I respect that because now. they have more. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, it has nothing to do with you because I trust you. I know you're going to make sure they're good. It has everything to do with they're stable, they're older. And not just that, we're bonding like we should be. And yeah. I want to, he's very hands on. So he's like, I want to make sure I don't have to hop on a plane. Yeah. You know, any event, something happened, he can just drive down one of these freeways. Yeah. So that makes sense. Too, it's, it's, it, and, and, you know, I, you know, at first I didn't look at it positive. I was like, oh, you're <laughs> <laughs> not even my husband no more. He's trying to hold me down. Ideas. Yeah. But, but as I thought about it and, and I consult with my oldest all the time because he's in high school. Yeah. And that's a very critical time. Yes. And he's an athlete. And, he has his bearings, and I'm like, you know what? You don't want to uproot him. I do not want to uproot him. I'm like, I should have just went when I was younger. Yeah. So it's it's hard, but when it comes to a job, I have learned my worth, and I have no problem. Yes. Goodbye, like the young folk. Hey. I holla. I feel you, man. That's like me. I just quit my job the other day. I quit in the middle of the day. Shout out to you. I'm talking about, hey. like, literally in the middle of the day, like, it's 3 o'clock. And I don't, I feel like I was so like stressed. I feel like mm. I've never been that stressed or had anxiety at work. Mm. And once my body, I feel like my body told me like, that's it. Like, this is it. You can't do this no more. This is not for you. And I always feel like I'm the type of person I have to be forced to do something. Like mm -hmm. I can't just do it when everything's all good and hunky dory because then I was second guess myself because mm -hmm. you know it's that fear and comfortability like you're really gonna leave this to jump in the wild and see what's gonna happen yeah so I feel like that anxiety and that pressure like forced me to make a move like I prayed about it of course and I, once I prayed and I got a plan in my head I was just like I just gotta do it and then I feel like it's always like one little things that happens that pushes it <laughs> over the edge <laughs> and I feel like that's what happened it was that small little attitude that I got out for nothing that mm -hmm. let me know well that's it <laughs> like right. that's it like that was the last straw to the point where it was like i came at you in a certain way and then you got an attitude with me that's it like let me talk to y'all <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> and that's good office. i've been there like i tell people any any time um the hardest decision i ever made was resigning from teaching yes. because i feel like my purpose is working with kids and i felt I like there that. was nothing else <laughs> 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 Try working with grown folks. I have worked with kids before too, though. Um, I, I manage like, an adult daycare, so I get it. Thank <laughs> you. I was like, um, you know, not literally, but yes. And, and that was the thing; it was never the children, yeah. because you look at it from a perspective. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to guide you. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes, but you, ma'am. Down the hall <laughs> or in the admin office. Real spill. The the tip the tip of the iceberg for me was when I got called in. First of all, I don't get called in for anything. I got called in over a, a, an extended period of time for my coworker upset that I wouldn't hang with her after work. I don't want to. I don't. Ma'am, you're unstable yes. mentally. You think I'm going to go in public? You don't even care about your job. You be cutting up in here. Mm. You think I'm going to go with you in public where we can go to jail? No, ma'am. I don't want to. And so I don't believe in having work friends like that. And it, if I do. I, I'm okay with that, but don't force me. Yes. And, and, and if we don't have 
similarities, it's not going to work What's anyway. What's the point? What's the point? And so it got to the point to where I found myself defending my character. And then I sat one day and I thought about I said, wait a minute. Because why are you as an admin calling me even in here for this conversation? Why didn't you stop this before it got to me? It should have been a, hey, this is what this person is saying. Just give you a heads up. Not a, well, how can we make this? Uh, how can y'all work it out? Work what out? <laughs> the children fine. <laughs> Ain't nobody died. You know? <laughs> no real reason I'm here is to help these kids. I don't care nothing about what and you got listen, going on. You talking about 3 o'clock? I gave them 12. Oh, see After yeah. that last lunch, I had HR already in the office. And he thought we was just going to kumbaya. <laughs> and then he said, well, do you want to go get your stuff? He was so sad. Do you want to go get your stuff so you can say about it? I said, no, you go get it so you can explain to everybody why I'm leaving. Hey, I don't I'm not dealing you. with that. It was hard. I cried. I was depressed for a while because I felt like I was giving up on my kids. And then guess what happened two weeks later? The pandemic. I said, look at God. Because hey. I can't teach virtual. <laughs> Yeah, but how do you differentiate the ebbs and flows of a potential, uh, you know, particular situation when, mm-hmm. or knowing that it's time to leave that particular situation? I mean, I feel like because every no matter what, like yeah, because no matter what, like relationship wise, career wise, there's ebbs and flows of each situation. Absolutely. So how do you differentiate that? I mean, right? I feel like it may, I feel like it's a gut feeling, like. One thing I always feel like is your body talks to you. Like, you might think it's your mind, but your body speaks to you, too. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I start having bad anxiety. I don't get anxiety over nothing. Like, mm-hmm. that's not that's not a trait I feel like I even have. But I literally had bad anxiety to the mm-hmm. point where I feel like I was going to cry. Like, I'm like... I'm about to cry. Like, no, this yeah. ain't it. Like, I gotta quit. I ain't never brought. And were you about to cry out of frustration? Probably. Yes, that's what because I'm saying. Because you couldn't really react exactly. how you wanted to react because yeah, you're a professional at the end of exactly, the day. Exactly. Because I yep. cut somebody out. Yeah. And I almost <laughs> did when I was telling them, and they was getting an attitude with me. So, like, I had to snap back, which was good because that made it me even know more. Like, no, nah, I ain't doing this for you. Like, mm-hmm. look how you talking to me when I'm telling you you giving me anxiety, you stressing me out. Like, I'm not happy. You're not coming with solutions. You're getting an attitude with me for telling you how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bet, yeah, I needed that. And honestly, it was going to be at 12, but <laughs> but I tried to pray about it and give him some time. But, hey, I, that's why I said when I hit that limit, I was gone. But I feel like when it comes to, like, pivoting and doing stuff like that, once you've grown, like, because I, I feel like once you hit 30, you've grown, grown. Like, right, right. Like, 30 is official grownness in my head. Correct. It's not 21. No. 21 it's not is, 18. is, is It's legal. definitely not 18. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like 18, you're a baby. Yeah. So 30 is like when you've grown. And I feel like most people hit that switch in their brain. Like when you hit 30, like, okay, this is different. And it's not even like a thought. It's just your body just switches. So I just feel like once you hit that 30 and that grown grownness, it's like you know stuff has to be different. Right. Like, you know it in your heart and your soul. Like, it can't be like it was. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to pivoting and stuff now, it's more of a body and mind situation. Instead of in your 20s, it's just your mind. Like, okay, I can do this and do that. In your 30s, it's like, no, your body, your mind is telling you all together, like, it's time for a change. Right. Like, it's time for something to switch up. You, because you know, in your thirties, you know better. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you should at least. Yeah, you, you should. <laughs> Which I still feel like some people don't really know no until they hit like around thirty three. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Like, once you hit thirty three, then you know no. You know right. what I'm saying? The first thirty is a little. You know, some people still be in denial that they're on the cuffs. Yeah, <laughs> and wait till you get thirty five. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a you, whole new animal. That is yeah. too. Thirty three is I that real here. click. Yeah, <laughs> so thirty five is that, that You did. She did. 
She uh, told me that she did. She was like thirty five, and I was like, mm, "This nigga gonna be different." No, it, it was. Oh, yes. it, it, it was like my it com- you up. my confidence is through the roof. Exactly. Like I love it. I love it. And to touch on what you asked, from a career perspective, I have a I have a more I'm more adamant about second guessing mm. versus a relationship. With a relationship, I do what is called build a case. Hmm. I start build. I don't. I'm not one of them. I just. I just woke up today and left. No, it's a reason, and it builds up because I do. I like to. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like to exhaust the possibilities because I thrive off of being able to tell somebody. I didn't do that to you. I didn't do you like that. That sounds petty, though. It oh, very much so. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes. It comes with good reasoning, you know. And 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 the biggest thing for me. I pay attention to my body, how my body reacts. Yes. And it's not even from a sexual standpoint. It's from an agitation standpoint. If this person just talking to me about normal things, does that irritate me? Yeah. And I'm not a person that's easily irritable. So if I'm irritated, I'm like, "Mm." then I pay attention to my finances. You like y'all, y'all really gotta pay attention to y'all finances when y'all are dealing with certain things and certain people. That's facts. They really like money was missing and it wasn't that they were stealing. It was for it was just I noticed it was just for whatever. I started noticing more things were happening, like more repairs for things, mm. more things I needed that I normally wouldn't have had. And I'm like, all right, and now you got my attention. Right. Yeah, a, a person and. It's because, and I had this conversation with somebody the other day who is still legally married to somebody but felt a legal separation was like a divorce, and it's not. And I was like, listen, the things you're feeling and the things you're going through is because you're still carrying this person energy. Yeah. So everything they're dealing with, it's leeching on to you. Y'all are still tied in. It's the equivalent of your friends in your circle. You got to be very strategic because you could feel that. And I'm an empath, too. Yeah. I carry all that stuff already. I don't need no help, child. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you do be in your feelings. <laughs> I do. I do. That's just with y'all, though. I'm okay. Tupac to the rest of these people. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They get sure ignite. Oh, no, no. They do. Yeah. They do. No, but I do feel different um, energy levels when... Whether it be career, whether mm. it be relationship, mm-hmm. I feel a difference in myself. Mm-hmm. I go into a form of sometimes a solitude mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, you know, listen to the quietness of what needs to happen. Um, it's happened to me before from a relationship standpoint. Um, and I mentioned it on a couple of episodes. Y'all probably know it by now. I was in a long-term relationship and um, things weren't necessarily going where I thought it should. And maybe yeah. both of us. Because we really, honestly, have never had that conversation. and um, That's interesting. Yeah. I think that's important for you to say that y'all never had that conversation. After the fact. After like, the fact. Yeah. No, when, yeah. they, when it was over, it was over. Yeah. Um, but I felt a difference in myself um, from a, not, yeah, from work. It affected everything. It yeah. kind of crawled, spilled over into everything. And every year I do a fast. Anybody who knows me, every year I fast. Every year. I've been doing it for 15 years. But this particular year, it felt different. Hmm. And um, every time I do a fast, I do it and I concentrate on something for clarity, regardless of what it is. Um, This particular year, and it wasn't, this one even wasn't about him, but it was the forefront of what happened after my fast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was questioning so many things. I was like, something's off. I thought it was um, a form of business I had. 
was like, well, if I let that go, then maybe you let it go too. I did let it go. <laughs> let it go and pivot from that. Yeah. That a put more, you know, focus on this particular, you know, this relationship. All it did was bring light to what wasn't happening in a relationship once I let that particular thing. So that was a pivot yeah. from yeah. that business. And although I like media, that probably wasn't for me in that regard anymore. Yeah. I did four years with that. Um, That's it. Yeah. It was only four years. She a I believe. Y'all. Um, with that particular situation. And then um, with the relationship itself, um, and not to get too religious, but that was the first time I felt like I heard God's voice and God said go. Like legit. Yes. And, and you like, listen. Yeah. That's because you had more time. To I don't listen. think I listened the first time though. I think it was told to me before, but I was putting other things in its place, like yeah. well no, it's the job or no, it's this company. They were buffers. Oh, no. They were buffers, you know. Yeah. So when I had nothing else, like, okay, well no, I'm still feeling like this. And it's not that, again, I would never put it out there that he was a bad person because he's not. That's not it. But from the grand scheme of things, God said God. Like, I did everything that I could. It was just your time was just over. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's a pivot of being in a relationship for over 10 years. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And some people don't realize. It's a huge pivot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To basically that's like start a lot over. to do that, too. Yeah. That's not no easy task. It's not. Like, yeah. at Hello, all. I've been Y'all built a, you built a life together. So, like, once you do that and you realize you have to let it go, is that's not an easy decision at all. Like, right. it's not easy just to basically switch up your whole routine and life that you've been doing. Like, cause that's Starting not, over is scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially like when it's in the, um, you know, in your thirties In your thirties starting over is not the easiest thing to do. Like right. that pivoting, like we said earlier, is scary, mm-hmm. especially in relationships too, because once you're in a relationship, you feel like you really know this person. You feel like this person really know you and you'd have been through all these things together. So to leave that behind, it does leave like a certain emptiness. You know what I mean? Like, to where it's like you, you want to fill it with other things, but you know you can't fill it with another person. So it's more of what do I do now to, you know, pivot to make my life better. Which, you know, in my opinion, usually after those type of long-term situations, stuff get better. I was about to say that, ironically, I was gonna, yeah. the void that I thought I would have felt, I didn't feel. Yeah. And it kind of made me question what I was doing, like, why time. didn't I feel that? Exactly. Like, I, you would think being in a situation for so long, I would have felt a void. It felt different, of course. Yeah, you've been with somebody for over 10 years, but the void that most people grieve and feel, I didn't feel that. And I felt like at the end of, like, for the most part, I was going through it while I was going through it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Already. yeah. So by the time that particular situation was over, I didn't feel that void. Like things started progressing yeah. in a good way in other aspects of my life. It's um, crazy because like sometimes, like you say, you'd be scared to pivot because you're scared of what's going to happen. But like when it's usually time to pivot, it's usually for a good reason. It's right. really it's to for a good reason to be yeah. Honest. It's really to uplift you. It really gives you more courage, more belief in yourself. And I feel like, especially like in your thirties, when you pivot, when you pivot in your thirties, you recognize why you're pivoting. You understand what's going on, and it helps you get more focused to go towards the things that you really want and the things that are meant for you. Versus in your twenties, when you pivot, and it's like you don't even realize you're pivoting. You're just doing something because you're tired of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's more like, okay, I'm tired of doing this. I want to do something else. Or 
I'm bored with this. Let me stop doing that. That's what you, I feel like in your 20s, you just feel like you're bored with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when you're in your 30s, you realize it's just that season or whatever part of your life is over. That chapter is going, you know, that's the final season of whatever this was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're on to, you know, the new episodes or we about to get a new movie or a new star and roll and start something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I met the set of madness. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, that's, that's the key word right there, season. That's what I've learned in my 30s is that there are things that are seasonal no matter how good they feel or seem. Yes. They are seasonal. Things come and go, like, mm-hmm. always. Like, and I feel like in your 20s, you, you want to hold on to things because you feel like, you never know if this is going to come back or you never know what's going to happen. So you try to hold on to what you think is good. Yeah. In your thirties is you realize letting go is actually the best thing you could do. Yeah. Letting go sometimes is the blessing. Um, but not everybody realizes how to do that. Some people, um, thrive in chaos, which brings us to our next topic. Yes. <laughs> on, you know, yeah. not of the testimony but you know how many people are able to Mm -hmm. or why do people rather stay in toxic argumentative relationships man y'all want me to say why you You guys you want to start off i've been there okay (laughs) so why did you why did you say and 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 this is (sighs) (laughs) somebody's about to share thugs is you about to cry no girl okay Mm. it's because i know he I didn't know he listened, and then he listened. Okay. Oh, we yeah. had a conversation the other day because I still do his taxes, <laughs> and he was like, "I like cookie for your tax hey, services." Yeah, hello, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So, but 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 but, um, he's not he he has thick skin, and that hello that was one of the reasons I stayed because that is the the first man that I was with that taught me my worth. Okay. He was toxic, dog. <laughs> oh my god! It was the epitome of tear me down to build me up, real spill. And I look back and I'm like, yo, I really could have like been in jail, like I really could have, because I've never been that angry. Mm-hmm. Never been that angry. I was angry. I've never had anybody say things out of anger like that to me mm. on a consistent basis. Because it was a one and done with me. Go, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You meant that. I'm, I'm going to go on it. Bye. Yeah. But the other areas, that was the first person that I was with that I could be myself unapologetically. He wasn't threatened by who I was. He didn't care about... Um, cause other relationships I had prior to, it was like a competition, mm. you know, I, I don't know if y'all ever been with somebody yeah. 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 where well, you competing like with your mate and it's like, huh, I, I win, you win, we, hello, we a team, we a team, baby. And nine times out of ten, I'm trying to bring you up to what I'm doing anyways. You can have your own That's little check. That's where the competition come in because it's for like, why are you trying to bring me up? I'm trying to bring you up. Uh, yeah, you sound like it. Um, I'm just saying. So, yeah, and, and, and that's why I stayed in real spill that person came to me and had to tell me i deserve better because mm. i found reasons to make it work it was it was bad and then i sit back and i'll be like i knew better which i used to argue over random um because i feel like the arguments is they dumb they'd be uh, some of the key reasons you stay some people just like certain type of arguments and this person will go and back that, and forth with and, you and 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 we were able to have the conversation um months after we broke up um we've also had the conversation as recent as this week and you can hear you can hear the maturity mm-hmm. that was another thing he wasn't he wasn't as mature you can hear the maturity but it is it's not no um <laughs> but 
it was a that person had never been with anybody who was stable. That person always was the person that had to carry whoever he was with in his relationship. So in his eye, it was a I know you can do better. You can do better. I know you will be okay without me. But he don't know. He didn't know if he would be okay without me. So yeah. it was a let me do something so I can still keep you. Yeah. And heavy on the fasting. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up fasting because I started. I number one, I started thinking about what example I wanted to give my children, okay. because my children can notice when we have those bad days. They can notice when you know mommy laying in the bed all day because mommy depressed. Feel that tension in the house. Yeah, they feel the tension. And it's like, do I really want to go through? No, I don't. I don't. I'm like, no, I didn't. I know this. the Lord did not. This is not what he delivered me from to go to this. So it was hard. It was very difficult. Um, But that's why I stayed because it was more of a, it was a, he was my, he was my affirmation in the flesh. Mm. You know, like he was that you can do it. You you can do it. Like you don't have to. You don't worry do about it. that. And and it's it's crazy to say something that minute is what kept me there. But when you think about when you don't have those things or you're not as confident in who you are, when you have somebody who really believe and it, it wasn't it wasn't like he was doing it to benefit. Yeah, because he he wasn't it wasn't a benefit to him. It was literally who he was. And he was like, you know, he's talking about time. I wish you could see you like everybody else see you. It's the reason people gravitate to you and do this and do that. So that's why I stayed. But it was it definitely wasn't worth keep staying. It wasn't worth that. Um, I think in my opinion, I attributed at least the situation that I because I don't I wasn't thriving in it because I don't know how to operate in that type of energy because that's not me. It's yeah. chaos. Yeah, and I don't do chaos. I don't do gray space. I'm black, white, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person I was dealing with um, at that time thrived in it, I think, because he was raised in it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's and I think mm-hmm. I attribute, a lot of people attribute that, that to the childhood yeah. because a lot of times that's how their parents are talk to them. Yep. So they attribute that to love. Like, mm-hmm. go sit down somewhere, go throw the, you know, and it's yelling, and you attribute that to well, you're yelling at me, so you care about me. Well, I'm not the type of person. I can <laughs> tell you off talking just like this. And I can and you'll know if I'm mad, if I'm sad, but regardless of what it is, I can have a conversation monotone. Straight like this. She I don't can. have to yell at you. She can yeah. but to get my point across. I've always been like that all my life. I'm not a huge yeller. I'm okay, going on with that. Mm-hmm. So when I wasn't yelling or going off, it was a you don't care about me or you don't care about this relationship. Cause you're not showing in his mind. You wasn't showing, showing emotion. emotion. Yeah. But in, in my mind, I'm keeping emotions at bay. Not because I don't care about you because you're not hearing me at that point. Because how many times do you have a conversation with someone to where you start elevating your voice to where you stop listening to what they're saying? You listening right. to right, respond instead of understand. Cause now why are you yelling at me? I'm grown too. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to really listening to what I'm saying. If I'm talking like this, you're more prone, at least I thought, to listen to what I'm saying as opposed to me yelling at you. But he attributed to an emotional standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that because, you know, some people feel like if you're not showing me any emotion, how do you? How can you say you care? You're not doing anything. You're just there. Like, I hear you talking, but your emotions are not getting heightened like mine are. Right. So that, that's exactly what that sounds like. 
that's exactly what that was. Yeah. I, I mean, I had this conversation um, with a friend of mine. Um, her and I, we were driving somewhere, and she's a natural yeller, but that's a trigger for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, can you not? She, But she also was upset as she's talking. Yeah. She's trying to give me directions, but she's talking to me as if I lived there, and I didn't. She does. And so <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, can you stop yelling? And then she didn't hear me, and then she did it again. And I'm like, hey, can you stop yelling? And it wasn't until I did one of these, put my finger, like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. And, and she Calm was just down. so offended. Why would you do that? I don't like that. That that triggers me to fight. Oh, now we're talking about triggers. You hear me. <laughs> Everybody know I yell. No, I've been knowing you seven years, but you ain't never yelled at me, so don't do it. Watch your please tone. don't. Yeah, please. That's, that's all I'm asking. I'm driving to. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling good. Hey, we might be in a ditch. Don't do that. <laughs> don't that's do an that. emotional driver. And, like and, and, and that's true. And and I'm on the opposite end. I can't, like, I yell at my kids. I do. Yeah. They get a kick out of it because they know I'm not serious. It, it is a difference in how I yell. But yelling. You know, when somebody is angry, when I'm, I don't, I don't argue loud. And I'm a loud person. I think I'm a loud arguer. I, I realize that. Like, I get loud. I don't even try to get loud. I get loud even when I'm just talking regular with somebody and I feel like they're not listening to me. And that's something I'll be trying to work on. Because I feel like I definitely grew up in a household where they were, like, yelling and arguing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I also feel like if mm-hmm. you're not showing me any emotion, then you don't care. Like if there's no emotion arising from you from our conversations or nothing like that, then you don't care about me because you not you don't feel nothing. Like there's nothing invoking you to show me anything. Like that's how I felt. Like, but do you know that their self restraint is showing you emotion? Yeah, I mean I know that now, but because like that's if, come if with they didn't age. care about you, they probably would have went across your head. No, nah, they can't come. <laughs> or the not have the conversation at all. At all. Yeah, that's what. Because I'm not going to entertain a conversation over a subject matter. That I don't care, care about, about yeah. or a person that I don't care about. That's something I had to learn though, because I I knew that. Like once, I mean, I had somebody had to explain that to me. Like it's not that I'm not yelling because I don't care about you. I just want to talk to you reasonable to get you to understand how I feel without us being upset with each other. And it's like even though I'm yelling or I yell out, doesn't mean I'm upset. It's just I feel like that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm raised around. Like people mm-hmm. would get loud. Like it was just loud, and that was just them showing emotion. It was never no. Um, this or that or fighting or anything. Well, it was maybe a fight or two. <laughs> but that brings me back to the point to where I said yeah. the childhood trauma exactly. aspect of it. If you were raised in that type of environment, that's what you're used to seeing. And you try to emulate that as an adult because you think that that's how it's supposed, it's supposed to, to be. be yeah. And again, it's the opposite of me. I wasn't raised like that. My exactly. parents didn't have to yell at me and to get their point across. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, <laughs> I don't feel like I should have to do that to a grown man or a grown individual because you can take that part out of relationships, Mm -hmm. a grown adult, period, you know. I mean, I feel like when I do that, though, I do do it to people that I'm close with. But um, when I say that, it's like people who I kind of grew up with who might understand more. But at the same time, I try not to do it because, one, I feel like when I get loud, people get you know not scared but it's like okay we're they get reserved, yeah. yeah because i don't usually just get loud like any other time I'm just normal chilling talking monotone you know what i mean so when they hear me they assume that it's something wrong with me when it's just it uh, is something wrong with you though i mean it is but it's <laughs> i feel like it'd be me more like trying to get you to listen to what i'm saying than me actually showing emotion it's like i feel like i gotta talk loud now because you're not listening to me and i feel like that's you know probably because the environment i grew up in so yeah. 
But you think they're not listening to you, or do you think they're not understanding what you're saying? Because no, you I, have I, different, I feel like, I yeah. feel like they're not listening. When I say not listening, it's meaning okay, like I'm, ignoring you. No, no, no. Like I'm talking, but mm-hmm. you're talking over me, and you're not listening to what I'm saying. Like you're telling me something, but it's not even going with what I'm saying to you. So I need you to like stop talking, so I get louder, so you can hear what I'm saying. Because obviously, me talking at this tone, you're not hearing me. <laughs> But nobody is listening at that point. Y'all are both yelling and over talking. I mean, yeah, See, at that point. The, the quickest, and and that is my defense mechanism. If we are having a conversation and you raise your voice, I am going to ask you, because I know people are passionate. Yeah. So I am going to be like, hey, that's you know, you can say is. that without yelling. Yeah. I, I'm listening. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and that's if, what people if, do if it continues, I shut down. Yeah. And now you're not going to get a response and you're going to be mad because now I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. People will tell me like you're yelling and then I'll be like, OK, let me calm down because it's like, all right, well, let me lower my voice and get back to my regular tone. But I need you to listen to me and understand what I'm saying. But I feel like that's probably where my yelling comes from is me feeling like you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. And like she said, a lot of times they probably want to admit it, but it they don't even comprehend what you're saying. I mean, that could be it. They really don't. Like I, and and it could be because I was a teacher at some point, and then now I'm working with mental health with kids. Those these are things I learned too, even with my own children. Like they're they're all different. I can yell at at Trey, and nothing's gonna happen. I cannot yell at the other three. Yeah. It's gonna be a problem. It is. They're gonna shut down. They're gonna cry. Whatever. And so. People really, so what you have to do is, you, you could try this, you don't have to, I'm sorry. You could try. <laughs> what you could try to do is, I ask them, okay, repeat what I just said. And nine times out of ten, they can't. Yeah. Because true. they didn't even hear me, they was just ready to respond. Exactly. Like she said. And then I'm like, no, that's not what I said. This is what I was saying. Then be like, oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And and a I lot like of a lot of people. arguments, y'all people saying the, y'all saying the same thing is just different ways. Yeah. A right. lot of arguments. But I feel like one reason too that I'll be staying in like toxic relationships um, is because for me, I feel like as a Libra, like once I care about you, mm. it's hard for me not to care about you. Like. It's like I really have to, you have to do something for me to just really not care about you. So it's even if you are, we are arguing, yelling, fighting, whatever. It's like, I feel like I always see the best in people. So I feel like I see the good traits. And I I'm, I feel like I'm a person who doesn't really register the bad terms like that until it's over. And then when it's over, then it's like, oh, yeah, they did do this and they <laughs> did do that. Yeah. But, like, during it, like, I don't see the bad. Like, I feel like I deal with it and, I, you know, I get over stuff very quickly. Like, once I see that you're upset, I'm upset, I'm like, okay, I don't want us to be upset no more. Like, come here. Like, give me a hug. Let me give you a kiss. So I think that's how I might be toxic because. I was about to ask, do you think you're toxic? Not no more, but. Um, you have been. Oh yeah, I was super tired. <laughs> I was walking through, brother. <laughs> I was radioactive, but <laughs> what? I was toxic, toxic. Like I was. I'm not gonna lie. I know I was. Um, like I had an ex fiance, and I feel like that's probably the most toxic relationship I've ever had. And we was together like five and a half years, and I feel like I stayed with her for the most part. One because I feel like she really loved me and cared about me. And I feel like we were just so toxic together, though, because we never told each other no. We we basically was always on, like, the same wave. Like, if you're down, I'm down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we had each other back. But we argued and fought over everything, like the smallest little things. It, it didn't, 
disagree about just little things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. stuff would just irk me to the point her sound of the sound of her voice <laughs> killed me. Like I would hate to hear her even talk or say my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I stayed with her because I feel like she loved me and I knew she had my back and all that. But it was so toxic because we would argue over like I don't know, just the dumbest little things ever. Like why are you not doing this? And you know I like this and. Like, basically, mind reading and stuff, like, knowing you should know by now because we didn't been together this long type stuff. But, and I always feel like she couldn't get over nothing, and I get over everything quick. How do you um, differentiate the ebbs and flows of a relationship or the fact that it's time to walk away? Because I think a lot of people don't know that. Oh, when it's time to walk away? Yeah, I mean... Because some relationship, regardless, any, well, we're talking romantic relationships here, but romantic relationships are going to go through an ebb and flow. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you tell the difference between the ebbs and flow of the relationship as opposed to, no, this isn't working. We aren't good for each other. Um, I feel like it's like when you get to a certain point when you know that, okay, we didn't, we didn't fall back and forth. And at this point, nothing's changing. Once you realize nothing is changing, you're still having the same old fights from years ago, from months ago. Y'all still bringing up the past. It's like, you know, at that point, like, nah, it's time to go. Like, we still do this. We still fight over this. This has not been let go. Like, it's time to it's time to walk away. Like, when you know, I feel like it's time to walk away when you know nothing is going to change. Like, once that once That's that moment good. hits you, like, when you know, like, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this, she going to keep doing that. All you right. know what I mean? It's like, it's time to go because I can't deal with this forever. That's how I always look at it is, like, can I deal with this for the rest of my life? And it's like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, like no. That's I a good cannot. way to look at it. That's and, how I and, do. And it's it's good that we've been given examples because all relationships don't end because somebody cheated. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, to me, give me a reason. That's the easiest yeah. thing for me to really be like, I chose my mental over you. Yeah. That'd be a harder conversations to have. That's they, what most they of my understand. exes used to tell me. Like, you're not good just because you didn't cheat on me. Like. Like that's true. Like that's what they used to tell right. me. Like just because you know you never cheated on me doesn't mean you were the best boyfriend. Just because you didn't you know mm-hmm. beat me or hit me or touch me or you know mm-hmm. cheat on me doesn't mean you were the best man I ever had. And people love is not enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But how hard of a pill was that to swallow? Mm. To hear that. Um, I mean, it did hurt me because like when I go into relationships, I feel like I go to be the best boyfriend you ever had. Like my goal is to yeah. be the man that. You like when you if you do lose me that you be like man I hate I lost you know I hate I lost fly like I really hate that mm-hmm. the dude <laughs> left me okay. because he treated me right and he cared about me he loved me because my thing is always like if I'm once I get with somebody it's like I'm going to love you like I'm going to give you love I am going to show you mm-hmm. love no I'm serious about I that know like you're serious. and it's like that's what I be wanting to do. But I mean, I feel like I can overdo it until the point where people might feel like it's, well, not anymore, but to where they feel like it's controlling or it's like, um, what is it? It's another word that I've been told, but and it could be just like you're smothering. On yeah. Those. Okay. It could be yeah. just y'all, you know, because the, the toxic relationship I was in was with a Libra and that's exactly what it turned into. And he, like you said, couldn't see it that way. Yeah. Until after the fact, you know, I used to think it was cute that he wanted to stay on the phone all night when he was yeah. gone. No, it was to make sure I went not dipping and dabbing. Yeah, and and he he didn't admit it, of course, until later. But little things like that, and you, and that's good that you was even man enough to even own that. Yeah, because accountability is very difficult. 
yeah. at these age. To round up that conversation, (laughs) 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 thriving in chaos. Right. I mean, I did good in chaos, but nah. Not that type of chaos. I I think I do well with my back against the wall, and I got to punch out of it. Yeah. And that's from life standpoint. Relationship standpoint, not my assignment. I don't pass my toxic relationship stage, so I'm cool with that. That's the only chaos I can't thrive in. I can thrive with me having 20 tasks, and I got three hours. I'm going to kill it. Right. But I get you, on that. you know, when when you are, you want to take your cape off when you get with your spouse. That's true. I right. don't want to have to fight you, too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and then you have it. So um, we have a another segment, which is our 30 plus therapy oh, segment. And like with this, this particular part. one, we actually have an audio um, submission. <sighs> Let me hear this. And um, I, have voice? An, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Audio submission. Audio. <laughs> no, I didn't know if, if I didn't know if we was finna listen to like another show segment and comment on it. You know, I wanted to know. Oh y'all, come on, y'all listen to voice notes. Oh my god, man or woman? No, I'm just asking. That's, that's all. And I haven't listened to it yet either. So we'll be answering this together. Yay. And if any of you have a uh, 30 plus therapy that you want us to answer, feel free to send it to us. But um, send the voice notes. I like the voice notes. He like to hear y'all talk. I do. It makes it more personal. You know, make you feel like you're right here with us. Okay, here we go. Okay, so boom. I met this dude um February third at Grooves or whatever. And so, you know, he was cool. He seemed cool or whatever. And he wanted to uh get my number, gave him my number, and he was like, Well, so when we gonna go on a date? We gonna go on a date. I was like, uh I'm going out of town, so I'm gonna be out the country for, you know, a while and you know, maybe we can do something when I get back. He was like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the whole time I was out Oh, uh, <laughs> whole time I was out on this, uh, on my trip or whatever, he was calling me, FaceTiming me, and you know, wanted me to see him pictures or whatever. And I did. So he was like, Yeah, when, I, when you get back in town, yeah, I'm gonna come pick you up from the airport. I was like, Okay, cool. You know, mind you, I already had my ride ready for me to get, you know, picked up. So he was like, yeah, so what day you come in again? I was like, on Monday. He was like, so Monday is going to be Monday or is it going to be Tuesday? I was like, it's Monday because I'll be back on Monday because I were Monday and from where I was, it was, you know, I was like a day ahead from, you know, back home. So homeboy, I got back in on Monday. I ain't hear from him. I didn't call him. That was my whole intentions. So... I ain't hear from him until Tuesday. He called me, oh, so you can't call nobody? The whole time I was on my trip, y'all, he was calling me. He was FaceTiming me. And the only time I called him was when I was bored or if I missed his call. So he was like, oh, you can call nobody. You acting funny when you got back. I was like, hold up. Let's roll this tape back. You the one told me you was going to pick me up on Monday. He was like, oh, oh, I had to work. Mind you. I could have sworn barbershops are closed on uh, Monday. And and uh, unless you just this big time barber, just, you know, just be opening up on Mondays. But I could have sworn barbers are closed. You know, barbershops and beauty shops are closed on Mondays. And he was like, nah, you said you was going to come in on, on Monday. And I was like, and I did come in on Monday. He was like, nah, you came in on Tuesday. I was like, how the hell you going to tell me what day I came in on? I was like, you know what? Don't, don't even worry about it. It's over with. I'm back in time. What's up? 
He's like, yeah, nothing, chilling, chilling. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to get back in the gym, man. I was like, what's wrong with your body? You look good to me. And so he sent me some pictures. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, I looked at the date on the pictures. It said 2014, 2015. I was like, dude, these pictures, you don't, you have, you, you have dreads. Now, this is from a long time ago. He said, nah, 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 this ain't from a long time ago. This is from 2021. 2021, but the, on the picture, biggest day it said 2014 and 2015. He said, nah, nah, look. So this dude must have screenshotted these pictures from 2021 and showed, trying to tell me that these are recent. Dude, why you gotta lie? So... I had to cut this I had to cut homeboy off because why are you lying? Like I can't deal with no Pisces men. Like uh-uh. I'm I'm done. I'm done. So I had to cut homeboy loose. I'm glad I'm do- I dodged that damn bullet because that boy was crazy. And just a habitual liar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I ain't hear a question in there, but she want us to comment on her experience. Yeah, and we can do that. Right? Definitely can. Um, Mike, you want like I don't. I don't understand though when people be like, "I'm gonna pick you up and hit you up when you land and stuff like that and disappear." Like I didn't. I feel like I went through something Ooh, like that. I forgot. And like I don't talk to that person no more either because it's like you told me you was gonna hit me up and pick me up. Like I said, like I hollered at you when I was on vacation. I would, I did talk to you when I was I was out. I let you know when I was coming back. We had a discussion before I left and then, you know, when I get back, where you at? So, I mean, I feel like people who be doing that be playing games. Like you wasn't really trying to see me or do whatever. You were just trying to holler at me while you could. I mean, but honestly, she sounded like she was talking to a catfish. <laughs> That's well, but she, no, met, him she met him in person. Oh, at yeah. Grooves, huh? Then why is she sending old pictures? I was confused. Because he weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has so many things to say. Obviously, he is <laughs> weird. Number one. The fact that you met him at Grooves is number one. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but you said it, not me. Was uh-uh. it a Friday night? No. I wasn't, that was my next question. Because you already know who else goes. Fr- Friday night crowd and Sunday night crowd is different. Yeah, yeah. Um... He not a barber. He not a barber. Oh, He's yeah. not a barber. No. He is not a barber. He can't be. He's not. Now there are barbershops who are open on Mondays, but they are like your 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 um your big names. They be in the mall and stuff. <laughs> I ain't giving nobody no free promo. Super cool. But yeah. He, Love visible changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, can't be on the visible changes. <laughs> I forgot about this. Eighties babies. What's up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, and he's not a barber. Um he was probably out that night with his boys. He's, nah. He lives with someone. Um, man got a girl. Yeah, he got a That's girl. That's why I got out of it. He man. definitely got a girl. That's why he couldn't girl. be there Monday. And she said she met him February 3rd. I got the calculating and started thinking. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, oh, checkmate. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day so, <laughs> yeah, she was out of town the week before. I, I had already put all that together. I'm she like, mathed mm-hmm. it. I did because I'm that's I told the investigator y'all I told, I'm out. the FBI I told y'all I come to people with evidence now nah, you said and then he he want to work out you want to work out because you want to have a reason when you can't pick up the phone to tell me you was at the gym I man listen. I don't understand even the point of saying I'm working out he just wanted to find a common ground because maybe she mentioned working out or something I don't know to me he was giving jail talk I'm out of town 
I have really no obligations. I'm out no, the country. She was out of That's country. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. out the country. It's jail time. Yeah, I'm a judge. Yeah, I'm just you telling you what you yeah, want. I got, yeah, yeah. His, it, ma'am, his intention was to really take you home that night, and you didn't fall for it. So he was trying to joke you long enough and realize you ain't you ain't one of them. Right. And he didn't know how to not say that. And that's why he picked the fight, because he wants you to be the problem. So it's self-gratification. And I'm big on seeing Chriselle Michelle blame it on me. You stay with you, baby. You pass whatever narrative. I'm not clearing up nothing. I mean, she definitely dodged a bullet. I, I do got a homeboy who are Pisces, but they really flaky. Like, so he could just be a really flaky individual because, like, my homeboy, like, he's a Pisces dude. Like, we'd be about to go out in 10 minutes before, and he'd be like, no, nah, man, I don't even feel like it. So, but at least he communicated that. This man ain't said nothing. Eric. Pisces men can be some hands-on liars too, though. Uh, like you gotta yeah. catch them in the act. If yeah. you don't catch them in the act, they are going to lie until they are blue in the face. Like you literally have to see. <laughs> you gotta catch them red-handed, right? Literally red-handed in order to I get never the. I've had one, but I ain't heard nothing good about them yet. I don't yeah. want one. You know, so girl. Oh, the girl you who walks like me was a Pisces too. Now that I think about it, the one who's supposed to pick me up, she was a Pisces. See? That's a Pisces thing, I guess. If it looks like they a dog like and acts like a cat, it's a dog cat, baby. <laughs> Leave that baby alone she and go right find thing. somebody to find you. That's Ma'am, crazy. go to Chapman and Kirby. <laughs> what Chapman. a grown man. Uh-uh, Chapman and Kirby ain't give us no check. We're go good. find you somebody to find you. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to uh, get out of here. And if you have uh, any 30-plus therapy you would like to send us, you can uh, send us a voice note at our, um, in our DM, or you can also send it to us at the 30-plus podcast. Actually, spell out the word plus at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all social yes, media. all platforms. Yes. Um, follow us on Spotify, iHeartMedia. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hey, you can tell your Alexa to uh, play y'all music, uh, play us for y'all too. I did that too. So just <gasps> be like, cool. Alexa, play 30 plus podcast. And came right on up. Us. Come right on up okay. on whatever Mama, service. we made it. Well, I ain't I'm mad at saying. you. <laughs> well, we going to get on out of here. So make sure you be great. Yeah. And find y'all somebody who got real jobs. A <laughs> is a real job. <laughs> You know, they good money. It's tax free. They do make good money. They work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I ain't mad at the barber, but he ain't working on Monday, sis. So be cool. We'll catch y'all next time on the Thirty Plus Podcast. And play us out. Get your yeah. Get your hands up yeah. To the flip yeah.